Oh, hello there. I'm assuming you're on the way to my cabin for another story, huh? Funny that we should run into each other out here in the woods. Yes, I know it's winter. Yes, I know people typically wear clothes while outside during winter. Yes, I am freezing my balls off, but a little numbness wouldn't hurt for what I have planned for this evening. Werewolf cocks are bigger than- You know what? Let's walk and talk. I'm actually looking for a cryptid this evening that might make for an excellent story. Just bear in mind that you probably want to leave once I find him unless, uh, I don't know, are you attracted to upright canids at all? Wait, I'm an upright canid. Anyway, let's talk about the Michigan Dogman, an episode on Foxo Esoterica that I've been very excited for for quite a while now. Welcome, welcome to the foxhole at Foxo Esoterica. I promise I was sober when I wrote this. Welcome back to Foxo Esoterica, everybody. The podcast where I have to disclaim that yes, all of the reports of ghosts and such that I use for my research are, in fact, made by sober and sane individuals. Neither of which are things that I am. This month, I am going to be introducing my first furry guests that I've had on this podcast. Something that I probably should have been doing since episode one, considering this is, in some vague way, a furry podcast. But you know, you can put it off for four episodes and then get to it when you get to it. This month, I'll be introducing Kay and Crimson, close fur friends from Wisconsin. And while I have been recording, um, I guess remotely for the one episode I've had to, I do want to make a disclaimer that yes, I am recording this episode in person, but we have been safe and good at testing and good at quarantine, and I do want to point out that these friends are people who I have also been living with in addition to my parents throughout the course of this pandemic. I have been living at their house for a good three or so months through summer and spring, so we're all safe for anybody who's worried. Also, to reiterate, be safe, wear a mask, don't go to parties, or I will find you. And I know a few curses. Anyway, I also want to allude that this will be a two-part series. Sort of, in a way. And that next month's episode is going to be related. However, I will explain what that's all about later in the episode. Because we do end up talking about it. Without further ado, I need to make a joke about how I need to shorten the intro to this song somehow. It's hard when you did an improv trumpet solo and you can't really splice it up to fit neatly. Alright, we're, we're back with Foxo Esoterica for real. Um, here I am in Madison, Wisconsin with two of my close fur friends who I introduced in the introduction already. I, I, uh, <laughs> they're laughing because I'm recording this before I have actually even thought about making a script for that. But here I am with Crimson the Wolf. And K the pup. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, hello. I am at their house. <laughs> uh, we're also. I think I'm gonna definitely say something, but we're all safe and quarantined and stuff. I'm very close friends and I visit often. Um, but hi, welcome to Fox Esoterica. How are y'all feeling this evening? Oh. All right, feels great. Oh, does do you all want to say who's who? <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Crimson. <laughs> I'm K. And we sound very similar. We really do. People get us confused on the phone all the time. It's kind of funny. Well, that's fine. I don't have that issue with Zuma because he has a thick accent. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't have a thick accent. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, welcome to the welcome to the podcast. I think I asked you this before we recorded, but do y'all have anything you feel like you want to plug, or are you just ready to dive right in? Now we're good. So what's the theme of today's episode? Okay. I have notes. Before I say anything, this one goes out to Linda Godfrey. You you all know will know who that is in a second because I'm going to name drop her 80 times, um, and I have name dropped her for every single episode I've made. Uh, but also before I jump in, I do want to illuminate one thing, and that is with this story, much like the first episode. At the very end, I'm going to save a story of a personal encounter with the thing in which we are talking about this evening. Uh, believe me, if you will. Uh, just before we start, are y'all on the like skeptic side of spooky ghost things, or more towards the believer side? I, I, I'm definitely on the skeptic side, but I will entertain any kind of story as long as it's entertaining. Cool. I too will entertain entertainment. This one's going to be fun. Um, before, oh my god, did I not fucking write the, I suck at this whole podcast. You can, you can edit this part out. No, I'm gonna keep it, because I like to, it's, it's funny if I it's, um, self-deprecate. Keep it in, keep it in. <laughs> oh my god, let me, okay, I'm gonna edit this out, because I have to actually go <laughs> to a different document, because I didn't fucking write down what I was gonna do. Nice ins- job for SETI. We can say anything now. You can say count. anything. It's not canon. 9-11 was an inside job. Don't 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 put that in the show. I, I don't not, mean it. I will not be doing that. But in the show, he means it. <laughs> and we're back. For real. The encyclopedic collection of this episode is from the Irumabo Phantasma collection. Things pertaining to ghosts, demons, spiritual phenomenon, witches, and the supernatural. And the subcategory, cryptid currency. And you can guess what that's about. The potion brewed for this evening... Uh, is New Glarus's Spotted Cow Spotted Cow Ale <laughs> I've only taken one shot Is it an ale? That's what it says on the can I guess it is an ale, huh <laughs> And I'm going to do the ASMR thing I love doing Because I only buy cans Let's do it, let's taste it Oh, I've been drinking this for like 10 minutes Oh, that's okay No, 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 you're tasting it for the first this time This is the first time Yeah, no, sure I've never had New Glarus before Living in Madison, Wisconsin I don't think First time a, I've ever tasted it This is very much so, it's, a, it's, very, it's just a pilsner We're having fun It doesn't taste like an ale <laughs> I was like kind of surprised I was like, it, it tastes like a it's it's not just, like, It tastes very subdued yeah. and gentle And that's okay for me Prost Dust Oh, thank you Anyway, let's begin with the legend. The Michigan Dogman is a cryptid I don't feel like I have to fully explain. It's a dogman, and it lives in Michigan. The seminal sighting of this being, allegedly, was made by 11 lumberjacks in Wexford County in 1887, a community sort of near Traverse City, famous for its logging. Allegedly, apparently, this sighting involved the 11 men chasing around an animal they thought was a dog, and then it ran into a hollow log, and they poked it with sticks, until it stood upright at around 7 feet with glowing yellow eyes. This creature startled the whole lot of them, who all quit their jobs, and apparently never spoke of it again, except for one person, I think, because otherwise we wouldn't have this story. If that story seems odd and scripted, that's because it's the opening story in the song The Legend, written by Steve Cook, a disc jockey at WTCM-FM in Traverse City. The song The Legend was released on April 1st, 1987, 
as an, as an April Fool's Day prank. That was a hard sentence to say. This is where the story really begins. Steve Cook gathered random stories about maybe Wolfman-esque, werewolf-esque sightings from around the U.S., fabricated a saga of stories, and then put them to song. The theme of the song being that the Dogman sighting is fated to happen on any year ending in seven. The thing is, though, Cook completely made up each story, probably even the instigating Lumberjack story. He never even heard about a Michigan Dogman or a creature going by that name prior to publishing the song. However, once he put out the song, that's when the calls came in. Okay. Calls that people had encountered this creature for real, and the North Lower Peninsula Woods, much to Cook's bafflement, as he thought he made it up. As of 2007, when he made the newer updated recording of the legend, he had received over a hundred authentic sounding calls to his volition of people claiming to see this creature, and that's not even where all of the, oh, I don't know how to read the things I write, and that's not even all there is to it. Uh, the Michigan Dogman, everybody. This is the one I have been saving from for the very beginning. This is my favorite cryptid of all time. I love the Michigan Dogman. <laughs> Uh, the source song about it. Oh, I'll show you all the song at the end. I don't think I can show you right now because <laughs> copyright. Uh, but <laughs> wait, can you put a song on a podcast? I was like, is it? I probably is it the, not would a the good copyright idea. be to you? <laughs> hey there, everyone. I forgot I wrote a song about the Michigan Dogman. Kay was talking about that, and I thought he was talking about the legend. I just wanted to make sure no one's confused, uh, because I was when I was reviewing this. I don't know. Like, I know people have done it from when I've listened Wait, to it. Wait, is it your song? No, it's not my song. Oh, uh, you're the <laughs> you other probably okay, shouldn't. Okay. Yeah. That's probably the, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. Either. I won't do it. Shouts to Steve Cook. Everybody look up his song. It's on Spotify. Uh, here's the sources. But I cannot tell the story without the uh, help of my idol, Linda Godfrey, who has amalgamated and... Do- I've never met her, by the way. Who has amalgamated and documented far more than a hundred sightings and published a good half dozen books on upright canids across the world. She's got she's like literally Civically like twelve of them. Canids. Oh yeah, I've got like two of them in my bag. Uh, uh, the books I'm the two books. There we go. Segue. The two books that I'm reading, the two of the book, Real Wolfman, True Encounters in Modern America, and The Michigan Dogman are the main books that I read in addition to her own blog online. Now, seeing as I am recording in Madison, Wisconsin with my friends, seasonal paranormal, seasoned paranormal, I'm really good at this, I promise, seasoned paranormal people would expect that I'd be talking about the Beast of Bray Road, Wisconsin's answer to the Michigan Dogman, and the original catalyst that sent Godfrey on her mission to document these upright canids, especially since that son of a gun is constantly reported less than an hour away from where I am currently sitting. And when I say less than an hour away, I mean in Fitchburg multiple times. Oh, it's <laughs> <still> in Fitchburg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Beast of Road is there. Um, hint as to what the next episode's going to be about. Uh, however, this is uh, the dog man that we're talking about today, because that's my favorite, and I want to do it first, and also I have a personal story. Uh, making the dog, uh, Beast of Bray Road episode next month, so whoever's going to be my guest, do not listen to this podcast. <laughs> I said that in the wrong order, but, you know, if they're... I'm going to pick somebody who hasn't listened to it yet. Um, also, other sources include Wikipedia, baby. Always using it. The song The Legend by Steve Cook slash Bob Farley, his real name. An actual source of information sometimes. I also used a written... Wait, he changed ar- his name from Bob Farley to Steve Cook? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. Like, both are totally okay names. I know, it's just like... <laughs> 
Sounds did fishy it, to me. Did it make it more exotic or less exotic? It just <laughs> sort of went right to the side there. Totally. <laughs> uh, I really want to play this song, but I'm going to save it for the end. That's a treat for the end. All right. I'm also using an article. Side grade, Steve. No. <laughs> <laughs> I also used an article written by Allison Hudson titled Wag the Dog Man on a Skeptoid podcast website. As well as an article on WordPress by a user who did not share their name online, but they're called The Indelible Life of Me, and I thought that was fun. The uh, article is titled, Does the Michigan Dog Man Exist? So, thoughts so far? Have you all heard about this one at all? What? O- only from you. <laughs> <laughs> only from you. On numerous occasions. Yeah, I bring it up a lot. <laughs> this episode was inevitable. Yeah. I was surprised you hadn't done it already. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that oh, the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to save doing the dog brand for like when I was actually hanging out with furries because mm. <laughs> I was gonna do it last month, but last month was a Christmas episode because it was literally on the twenty fifth, and I was I had no choice. I released these on the twenty fifth, and then the month before that, I don't have an excuse. I should have done this earlier. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's start with the story at the true beginning with indigenous people's reportings and also the Detroit Luguru, which I feel are related. Apparently, the lumberjack sighting was the sort of first recorded upright canid sighting in Michigan. Upright canids being the term Linda Godfrey uses to describe these doggos and what I'll definitely be using often. But A, that story is probably mostly entirely apocryphal slash fake and at most stemming from random lumberjack sightings that probably weren't actually ever recorded. And B, Upright canids were reported by the indigenous Odawa and Chippewa people in the Manistee area region first. Yeah, who gave it a spirit entity correlation, although I couldn't get more information about dogmen in Odawa slash Chippewa religion outside of Wikipedia, so that's also kind of dubious. However, Godfrey's book also mentioned that when she met with an anthropologist and Ho-Chunk Nation elder in Wisconsin, she mentioned that the people, the um, elder themselves, mentioned that the people believed that the man wolves and then also Bigfoot to a degree are like spirit entities that enter into our realm from a spirit realm before returning through a doorway. But I also, now that I've started this, I do want to take the time to mention one thing out of order because I don't know where to put this information, but a good 90 plus percent of dogman sightings are incredibly similar. Uh, but a good, or, yeah, something that doesn't usually happen if hundreds of people are making it up. According to Godfrey, dot, 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 a quote, something that stands between five and seven feet tall, covered in shaggy fur, ranging from gray to very dark, brown, admittedly two very different colors, long-snouted, pointy-eared, and able to get around on either two or four feet and switch between the two modes easily, dot, 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 in almost every case, the exception being one man in Quebec province, Canada, who said his hip was grazed by an errant thane, the creature retreats uh, as soon as he is witnessed and is either scared senseless or departs the scene. Or as the witness is either scared senseless or departs the scene. Also, a good two-thirds of people report piercing yellow eyes, which is not common cumbler for scary creatures in the night. Really? I would have thought that, that piercing like yellow a bear, actually. would be more <laughs> common. Yeah, I like the bear analogy. But yeah, I was like... I always thought that, like, red would be the, like, go-to for a scary thing. I think that's just more of an artistic one. Like, red yeah. isn't that common in nature. That you makes sense. You see it in, like, some squirrels and in some birds, but... I saw squirrels red eyes, it'd be like it's a vampire squirrel. In coloration, not in eyes. No <laughs> one has red eyes in the real world, except for that's, yeah, people in the 90s. it's a vampire squirrel. Oh, yeah. In photographs. Probably, like, an eye glare thing, too, not, like, a... Iris? 
What's the colorful part of the eye called? Iris. Iris, cool. Yeah, it's probably like an eye shine thing. The eye glare is reflected off the, I think, tapetum lucidum, the... In the back of the eyes of certain animals, because they got the little thingy, so they can shine, throw the, get the light through their light receptors twice, so to get better dark vision. Cool. I didn't know that. Why your dog looks like a demon. I like that. Yay! I, that I was had, illuminating. Yeah. And that wasn't <laughs> no, I fun. Illuminating. No, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I'm taking it back because it was bad. Yeah. No, that's a good one. <laughs> that's actually. good. That's good. Cool. I like it. I'll take it though. Uh, back to the topic at hand, though. The Potawatomi people, who lived where the city of Kalamazoo stands today, which I purposely left out of my Kalamazoo episode because I knew I was going to do this episode eventually, <laughs> believed that an older people referred to as the Yom Kodesh built elegant geometric-shaped mounds near water for religious reasons, and it is said that spirits, sometimes of a canine variety, protect them. Not to jump into the burial mound paranormal stereotype train, because I do want to say this. Thinking of indigenous people's religion and practices as extremely spiritual and full of magicalness often leads to a sort of cultural appropriation if non-indigenous people attempt to emulate these practices for magic powers or something along those lines. And the connection between burial grounds and the paranormal is a stereotype that sort of pushes this cultural appropriation and exoticification of people's cultures in a way that does a disservice to them, especially since a lot of the theories of burial mound ghosts, spirit things also kind of came from academics outside of indigenous communities, i.e. white people. (laughs) <laughs> so while it is true that a non-zero number of dogman sightings came from areas around there, a takeaway I want you to take away is please don't think that an indigenous person can summon a dogman, and you can too. That's rude. That's That'd my. Be cool, though. That would be cool. It'd be really useful for furries. I don't want to think about what furries would summon dogmen for, other <laughs> than the obvious. I don't. Know, I feel like <laughs> probably if you summon a dogman, it won't exactly go the way you want it to go. I haven't come up with a script for the cold open yet, but it's obviously oh. going to be something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, the cold open's going to involve me seducing it. I hope you all know. Okay. We, uh, haven't, heard, we haven't heard the cold open yet, but I'm not well, I haven't. I haven't made a script yet, but I know the direction I'm taking it. <laughs> Don't sound like such cold opening to me. <laughs> it'll be hot. I'll, no, it'll be actually pretty... Or cold. It'll be like a blue yeah. ball situation, because it'll be like, oh, I haven't found it yet. So... I'm, I'm making this up right now. I'm going to listen to this back. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write a cold open. I don't have to do that work. I did it already. <laughs> Something else that's pre-Wexford County lumberjacks is objectively French. Werewolves. French settlers settled the city of Detroit and brought along their werewolf superstitions because France had a sort of canine-themed witch hunt thing going on back in the day. Perhaps the most well-documented story involves the Archmage... <laughs> Archmage. Archmage. <laughs> I was like, wait. I'm reading. <laughs> when did France of Archmages? <laughs> I, I have a quick Michigan question for you. What's so, up? if Detroit was founded by French, wouldn't it be Detroit? Well, yeah, it should be. Detroit. But we became American and decided to use all the letters. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Detroit sounds like a great name for people from Detroit. Detroit. I like that. Detroit. Now I'm trying to make it better, but I made it worse. <laughs> Reminds me of the weirdest French city name, like Des Moines. It's just like some monks. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know how they named that city unless some monks. Some monks. <laughs> That's so good. I think Detroit is like something to do with like on a river. Like Detroit is oh, a river word. Uh, yeah. Duh. So they're very mundane over there. I will say. Also, I'm reading fast. I'm like speaking faster than my eyes are reading. I took multiple shots. <laughs> We've all been in this podcast before. Uh, so when I'm 
You can do it. Do it up. You don't have to read these. I'm going to make the font bigger. That's just something I'm going to do right now. Knock that out of the way. How's this Jameson? Let's go with that. Uh, and the font is bigger. So slugs into this now. And I can I'm read. <laughs> All right. So when I said Archmage, I meant to say a French name, Archange, or um, where the fuck did it go? Um, Archange Simone. A R C H A N G E Simone. I'm not saying that word correctly, and I know that. In the 16th century. Uh, this person was stolen at her own wedding, and her groom only managed to cut off the tail of the werewolf that stole her before the wolf disappeared forever. And also, apparently, it escaped by jumping into the mouth of a giant catfish, in some stories, so that's fun. <laughs> did it escape with the girl? Yeah. Wait, they, why did it steal They both her? jumped into a... There's no reason. <laughs> did, they give a, did they give a backstory for this? The backstory was this guy was really in love with the... I think... And I didn't write this down, I'm going from memory. But the protagonist, whose name I didn't write down, so I did not remember was in love with a girl, really wanted to woo her. He didn't have enough money. Now I do. Let's get married. A werewolf swoops in. Well, that's so... Out of that's nowhere. That's so disappointing. Is this a German tale? That's There's French. so many cool backstories <laughs> okay. it could be. It's like, maybe the, were- maybe the girl was a werewolf. No, maybe I just the came girl out had of a nowhere. werewolf lover. I don't know. Maybe it's a parable about... Uh, maybe the girl represents, like... I don't know, natural resources or something. Oh, this is a story. Metaphor, okay. This all really right. happened. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, it doesn't have to make Steel sense. Girl. <laughs> it's Mr. Steel Girl. It's Mr. Steel Girl. It's a werewolf. So you can't really argue with him because he's a fucking werewolf. Maybe yeah. the girl didn't really want to get married. It's just like she hired someone to kidnap him. <laughs> Maybe she wants that big red dick. I don't know. Who knows? I, I agree, though. But then they jumped into it's a catfish. A werewolf steals or jumps into a catfish. We have to talk about the catfish more because I don't like. What does the, the catfish represent here? Is it? That's what. Okay, so the groom reported the catfish. Nobody else saw oh, the, the catfish. catfish. Back in the olden days, they were all about swallowing. In in the in the old stories, people get swallowed whole all the time. Apparently they're all about because if you spitting fit, is you're a, mo- a quitter. Well, spitting is a it. modern adaptation. Wait, wait. Technically, the sin in onanism was his was Onan letting his seed touch the ground. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. I like that. So you know, it might be more pious to swallow. You get to go to heaven if you swallow. Yeah. So everybody well, no, you help, you help the home. other person go to heaven. Aww. Doesn't do anything for you. You can just not come. That works. That also works. <laughs> you save their soul with every swallow. <laughs> do your do your man a service. Get him to heaven. Don't spit. <laughs> also, I'm not a biblical scholar, so maybe that's just completely wrong. But I like to. I'm not either. <laughs> I don't know. That seems that seems right to me, so I'm just gonna go with it. It's edited by headcanon. Yeah. It's, I think it's we're gonna just it's in the real world now. We're gonna Mandela effect that. Yeah. Maybe um, we'll propagate. <laughs> the other loop guru story I could find involves a man falling in love with someone who ended up becoming a nun. So the best thing he could think of was to ask some witches to turn him into a werewolf. But then when he went to the convent to steal her away, he came face to face with the statue of the Virgin Mary, and that caused him to turn to stone. Wh- why? <laughs> I don't care. That was the best solution he came up with? He was just like, hey, turn me into a werewolf. He was... A creature renowned for killing lots of people. <laughs> So I can get my girl back. And now he's gonna talk about the statue effect, just like rock hard at the at the altar. Just can't get in because of the statue of the Virgin Mary. Absolute cockblock. 
Mary Medusa confirmed. <laughs> Mary, Mary Magdalusa. <laughs> Wait, I don't think I've read the Bible. Mary Magdalene and Mary are two different people, right? Yes, they are. Okay, cool. Because somebody told there's me they the weren't. There's the Virgin Mary, and there's Mary Magdalene, okay. who was the first prostitute. And that would be a pretty wild turn of events if they were the same person. Yeah. But I kind of like this I kind of like the storyline. Alter ego. I think there's some theory that like Mary was actually in a relationship with Jesus, but Which the early one? Christian no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, not the one who was his mom. Is prostitution Good. not okay in the Bible? I wonder. If it's not okay. I think well, I mean, it's not like okay, the, but the, Jesus the early was Christians like, were you're like, okay. Yeah. The early Christians are like, no. But Jesus was we like, our own narrative. you get a pass, Mary. You're named after my mom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fucking May May. <laughs> and, anyway. <laughs> Why did you want to... These are absolute true stories, so I need you to keep that in mind. Also, okay. who, who, how did people learn that he got turned into... He asked the witch to turn him to a werewolf. If he has a stone at the end of the story, the witch is his biography. He wrote it down in his diary. You never oh, wrote okay. a biography while stoned before. Or maybe no. the witches were snitches. The witches are snitches. The witches, witches are, are always snitches. Witches are bitches. Bitches are snitches. A a but they're not getting stitches. C. That werewolf is in stone. Huh. Um, one more apocryphal than the dogman stories I'm going to be talking about later. The fact that in Detroit, uh, people felt the urge to label things as a loop guru is an interesting relation. The believability of these stories is leaving a lot to be desired. However, it wasn't in their mind, it wasn't not in their mind that werewolves exist. So that's the takeaway here. (laughs) However, it's not just these back in the day stuff. There are a handful of stories that take place before 1987 when the song The Legend was first released. And here they are. Um, there's not a lot. A lot more of them do come after the song, and so I will give skeptics leeway down that avenue. But there are a couple stories beforehand. One of the most popularly recorded sightings of the Dogman happened in 1938, or 37 in some reports, I don't know why, in Paris, Michigan, (laughs) north of Grand Rapids, about an hour. Robert Fortney was reportedly attacked by five wild dogs, and as he reached for his gun to fire a warning shot, all of the dogs ran off, save for one that stood upright a good six feet and glared at him with piercing blue eyes and started gritting until Fortney fired another warning shot, this time scaring the beast off. Huh. That's that story. Right. What kind of animal is just like, ha, I'm going <laughs> to smile at you, <laughs> you after the first gunshot, <laughs> but then the second gunshot, and I was like, oh, shit. I'm and glad that you brought <laughs> Like, I'm not sure if that's like a dumb werewolf or a smart one. I'm glad you brought up the grinning because that's going to happen three more times. <laughs> they like to smile. All smiles, baby. All smiles for miles. Positivity from the crypto activity. Cryptid activity. I like that. In 1961, near a manufacturing plant in Big Rapids, next door to Paris, Michigan, was another sighting. A neighbor to the plant and the Haymarsh State game area saw something rustling behind a chain fence at 3 in the morning. The person drew a gun, thinking it was an intruder, but when he discovered that it was instead a gray and brown furred humanoid looking for something in the driveway, the man quietly got into his house, grabbed a camera, and snapped a photo of the creature, albeit a not great photo. Here it is. You have to come around and see it. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's go look at this photo. Uh, it, don't look at the... Oh, it's... And nobody in the podcast is going to see it. Wait, wait, click, click Are on, you good? Can you enhance? Uh, no, but I can look it up. It's all the resolution <laughs> it has. Uh, I just kind of copy-paste it. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I'm not cutting this out, or maybe I am. I just typed in Michigan into Google. 
Um, there it is. These are just regular werewolves. Okay. Boop. Nobody in the podcast can see this. And that's okay for me. When was this from? 1961? 1961. Eh, yeah. It hands. You can't. <laughs> Ooh, that 480 by 360 resolution. I know. <laughs> Jeez. It's just behind a lamppost. Anyway, it that can... photo sucks. And I'm going to be the first to admit that. And it might even be fake, but it also was, like, fully, like, developed in 61, and there is proof of that, which means that, like, the main takeaway here is that hoaxes aside, the legend of the dog man existed before the legend existed because they would put a hoax up in 61. So that's a good takeaway. Does they put a hoax up? Well, like, if the photo is a hoax, it was still developed in 1961 before the legend happened, that's so true. that's, like, an indicator that the song didn't start the legend. Yes. That okay. makes sense. That's the main takeaway. That's fair. That could also be just like an emaciated black bear or a normal black bear or something. Uh, bears do live in the Lower Peninsula. Wolves do not. Okay. Coyotes do, but coyotes are small as fuck. I bet wolves coyotes lived there cute. once upon a time. They did, and now they don't anymore because man is the greatest enemy. Because we shot them, yes. <laughs> we killed them. Here's another quick story in 1982, five years before the song was released, and this one takes place at Bald Mountain State Recreation Area in Rochester, Michigan, north of Detroit, and also where I went to college. Oh, Sounds you, baby. It's so communist for some reason. It's like the state recreation area. <laughs> do they not do that in Wisconsin? I think we did some parks. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan calls all the parks state recreation area. <laughs> it's like... State I, I never thought about that. Yeah. You don't have a. It definitely sounds like a badly translated Soviet (laughs) title. (laughs) I do want everybody to remember that uh, state recreation area, though, because it'll come up later. This story involves a group of buddies in spring setting up a bonfire in an abandoned stone quarry and four wheeling around, not drinking or smoking, as the author wants us to know. Don't you mean like mineral, I don't know, reclamation zone or something? (laughs) (laughs) The uh, stone substance manufacturing. Um, um, they're not drinking or smoking. Our protagonist has to pee. So he went behind... Oh, his name is Jerry. He has to pee. So he went behind a pile of rubble and did just that. That's when he felt the presence of a presence behind him. <laughs> I wrote that like that. I feel like it's more suspicious if they claim they weren't drinking or smoking, because why would you go out in the woods and not drink? They were four-wheeling. Ah, all right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've seen Redneck before. I think I have four wheelers never stop no one. (laughs) These are teenagers in my college town, and I grew. I went to college there, and they're not Redneck. That is a wealthy fucking neighborhood. Oh, okay. 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 (laughs) Fair enough. There is money in Rochester. Um. He felt the presence behind him, turned around, and saw a hulking, seven foot tall, dark brown furred, yellow eyed. Upright Canid. I chose to write that like that. (laughs) Oh my god, you say that. And the book says this exact quote, not me. I'm sorry, Jerry, that furries are going to make a furry joke. Its arms were at its side, is the quote. Its arms were at its side, and I feel, and I had a feeling that it was checking me out. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the book said. That's wonderful. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, indeed. There you go. Is it an oo or an oo situation? Uh, being I don't checked think out was... by a scary werewolf man. Probably oo Jerry got afraid. Uh, it, uh, the thing before I talk oh, about the... Gay the... panic. He's <laughs> <laughs> in the closet. Gay wolf panic. <laughs> <laughs> panic, it's the gay wolves. Here's the other thing. He was carrying with him a musky, gamey scent. Furries, shut up. <laughs> 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 oh, of course he was. <laughs> 
A musky gamey scent. A musky gamey scent. A musky gamey scent. Ooh. It did have more dog-like features than wolf-like features also, and a thick coat of fur around its neck, almost like a mane, is the other observation. That's just floof. It is floof. Furries adds all the art. (laughs) Jerry invented furries in 1982? Yeah. Uh, So this made Jerry make a mad dash to the truck everyone was inside of and already and prepared to leave, thankfully. They didn't have to leave anything behind. Only to find that the creature was chasing them on two feet for about a quarter mile, switching between two and four feet for mobility's sake. He never made the report until 2009, though, which I do want to bring focus to, because while the story allegedly takes place in the 80s, this is an ample enough time enough to make something up post the legend of the song. So, I believe him. But you know, you gotta give skeptics their due. He didn't report it till furries existed. This he sounds didn't. like the plot for Eight-Legged Freaks, so I'm shook. <laughs> what is the Eight-Legged Freaks? Uh, I vaguely remember Oh, that Eight-Legged Freaks! It's a movie a about giant ago. spiders. Oh, gross. And it's... No, spiders are friends. Like, if they... I, okay, I have an opinion on spiders, but we're going to let Crimson do his thing first. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right so... the So there are giant spiders, and at one point, they are four-wheeling and, like, dirt-biking to get somewhere in a hurry, and there are jumping spiders or wolf spiders mm. that are, like, running after them. I'm assuming like, really large. Oh, huge, <laughs> like... Uh, like mountain lion size, like, jumping and, Aww. like, taking people off of bikes and stuff. My um, lions are the one I'm dating, so that's why I ought not the spiders. <laughs> spiders are not cute. Spiders. Spiders are adorable. <laughs> Haven't you seen that one animated spider? Lucas the spider. Yeah. Lucas okay. the spider. Aw. He's pretty cute. Yeah, you just said like, <laughs> his, his name real is name. Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Oh, now I'm gonna like spiders. Ooh, gay, gay fox. Uh, my boyfriend is both Lucas and a mountain lion, so this is single-handedly making me like spiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come watch Eight-Legged Freaks. There, you got uh, spiders that aren't cute and the size of mountain lions. <laughs> Or larger. Here's my opinion, okay? Spiders are cool as long as they're, like, manageable in size. Like, smaller than my fist. They're also cool if they're not colorful. If they're colorful, I hate them. Specifically Black Widows. And that's irrational. (laughs) But black and red is such a cool style. Well, it's cool. Recently, the polar vortex has collapsed. So we're going to see slightly warmer temperatures in some parts of the U.S. And so we're going to get more mosquitoes. So spiders okay. are more important than ever now. I love them now, especially since Wouldn't I don't have bats. Be more important. We we don't have enough bats. We're that's we're gonna just go with the spiders. We're putting oh, our okay. chips on the spider table. We're, we're we're hoping for the spiders. I, I like bats more. We yeah, can, we can have their both. poop is really good for fertilizer. I think. I don't. And fireballs. Okay. That, that is true. Like fireballs, the tingling, or like you're making a mixed drink. No, like I don't like I, no. like. <laughs> Like a third level spell that does one oh. d six per level, max d ten. I'm thinking about max ten d six. A tenth level. That's more palatable than long range spell. Did they change that for fifth edition? Twenty foot radius, probably. I don't know. It wasn't actually that good a spell at third edition, iconic as it was. I don't think I've ever gotten past level three any time I've fine. ever played Dungeons and Dragons. We, we probably shouldn't get into this. Yeah. We can. I have no doubt that people listening to this podcast have an enjoyment. I'm sure Nerds. Everyone, everyone already knows Nerds. that playing Wizard Digital Damage was the wrong way to play Wizard in 3.5. I've never gotten past level 3 any time I've played Dungeons & Dragons. Oh. <laughs> we always give up. Well, even then, you just color spray people, and you're oh, like, ah. Oh. I love color spray. Yeah. Glitter dust. And, I love color okay, spray. I'm being touched. All right. The podcast. 
Now we're gonna talk about Linda oh. Godfrey for real. Linda Godfrey. What can what can be said about her? I brought her up every single episode I've made of this podcast. I, she doesn't respond to my emails. Have <laughs> <laughs> you sent her emails? Yes. Jeez. It's like I'm doing a podcast. I have a dogman cider. <laughs> Uh, Linda, <laughs> she didn't even inquire about your dog. It's, well, you're gonna hear it and then you're gonna understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Linda Godfrey is a legendary figure in my life. She's an investigative journalist turned author of 18 books, some paranormal investigations, and one fictional novel. She also does a lot of work on in-person investigations with shows like Monster Quest and interviews a lot with various newspapers, radio shows, and podcasts that aren't mine. <laughs> If there's an A-list paranormal podcast, she's been on it. She's also a Wisconsin native, which is cool. Because, like, that's the state we're in right now. Does she live close? Can you, like, Elkhorn. go to her house? <laughs> yeah, she's in Elkhorn. That's, like, hour that way. All right. I pointed. So those in the podcast assume I pointed southeast. <laughs> uh, anyway, Linda Godfrey, Linda's main expert, Linda's main area of expertise is Upright Canaan's Salami colon Dogmen. While her father told stories of odd UFO sightings here and there, her work really didn't begin until she worked for a newspaper in Wisconsin, moving from illustrator to reporter when the newspaper had her investigate multiple reports of a werewolf-esque creature in Wisconsin, soon to be dubbed the Beast of Bray Road. But I'll do that story on a different podcast. <laughs> Anecdotally, though, at this point, Godfrey had no knowledge of cryptid studying and was intrigued when the only evidence on the case was given by an animal control officer and in a single envelope marked werewolf. So imagine you're a journalist and you're like, here's the werewolf folder. I thought that was funny. Ever since the popularity of her coverage of the beast, though, Godfrey has received hundreds, if not thousands, of reports from around the world. Though Wisconsin and Michigan are the hotbeds. This legend would not be nearly as well documented as it is if it weren't for the work of Godfrey, who has taken to document the stuff. So yeah, she's really cool and probably the only reason I'm talking about this right now. But meat and potatoes time. While she doesn't have a clear-cut encounter, there is one half-sighting, half-coincidence story involving Linda Godfrey. But before we go into that, I think I have to... Oh, no, there's more information to the background. In 2006, in Reed City, Michigan, nearest to Wexford County lumberjacking thing that happened, History Channel had a show, Monster Guest. Monster Quest. I typed guest. <laughs> that would be so much better. That would be a way better show. Monster guest. Here's our guest. I would totally watch a show where they just where they have someone interview like a cryptid or someone dressed up as a cryptid. Oh, a Mothman. How's it going? Ooh, maybe that's what you should. Or yeah, is that what I should do? Yes. Shit. Today we have the elusive straight furry. <laughs> Monster guest. Monster guest. Monster guest. They wanted to do the Michigan Dog Man, and that is a feat impossible without the direct aid and presence of Linda Godfrey. And they wanted to do the Michigan Dog Man. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I, well, I, don't I guess we all? I would do it if Linda Godfrey was in the room. I would be okay with that. She probably. I don't know anything about Linda Godfrey, She's but a, she'd like a fifty-year-old record woman. It. Yeah. She'd report it. She'd record it. Oh. <laughs> she'd record it. I feel like she. I don't know. If she she might like record the before and after, but I'm under the impression she's like a fifty-year-old woman. A fifty-year-old yeah. woman. <laughs> she's seen something. She's gotten out there, baby. She's don't underestimate her. I might edit that out because I want her on this podcast before she I could die. be a sexual powerhouse. We don't know. <laughs> Linda Godfrey, you are a sexual powerhouse, and I'm actually gonna not edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting it go out there. Um, 
<laughs> at first, the sightings were no Hi, more. Linda, thank you. <laughs> we love you, Linda. <laughs> we love you, Linda. <laughs> Keep on doing God's work. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. God's, God's work. God's werewolf work. reporting. <laughs> oh, that's that's work for me. Uh, that's the God's work to me. God's plan. God's it's God's, God's plan. plan. <laughs> <laughs> At first, the sightings were no more than the milieu. Yellow eyes staring from the bushes. The sound of a very large mammal shaking its fur. A hulking shape circling the crew just out of direct view of the flashlight. And to top it off, motion sensor being triggered when none of the show's crew were present. This is an eerie detail when comparing it to a report that brought them out there in the first place. I did segue this nicely. Yay. In 2006, earlier in the summer, three men went to go check out an old school building at night, also with the intention of finding a dog man. (laughs) Furries were late. (laughs) On top of that, one of the group had had a dog man sighting nearby at his house a few years back, but nothing too much of consequence happened out of that. So now the trio waited in their car, listening to crickets chirping, when all of a the sudden, they stopped. Silence. Then, a large silhouette circled around them, vague and anonymous, until they shined a mag light and revealed it. A six-foot-nine nice... Oh, yeah. A six-foot-nine nice dark brown bipedal mask, because he was 69. I have to yeah, point it out. I got, I got it. Pointing it out. <laughs> we got it. How uh, do they get 6.9 exactly? Six-foot-nine. How do they get six foot nine exactly? Uh, six I and three quarters? Because it's the sex number. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's actually probably why. Yeah. Motherfucker. Uh, uh, nice dark brown bipedal furry mass standing half obscured from behind a tree, 50 feet away from the men. This prompted them to become very afraid, and they drove off, coming to their senses objectively after a few minutes and all collectively deciding to come back to try to find it again. Usually this is where these stories end, but as they approached a second time, it didn't even take seconds before the school's automatic lights turned on to illuminate what they triggered in its full glory. A 200 plus pound, near 7 foot tall, full, yellow-eyed dogman, albeit with a thinner muzzle than most have reported. This prompted the men to, once again, become quite afraid and drive off, only to be chased by the creature who kept up a good pace. The men all got home, and one man, Michigan University student John Lyons, immediately googled Dogman and got in contact with Linda, the lucky fucking bastard. Emails were exchanged, and Godfrey agreed to check out the sighting, but not before he had two other friends decide to check it out for a third time. Lo and behold, this trio had only to wait ten minutes before a shadowy shape moved in the distance. John shown his mag light. This is a day later, by the way. John shown his mag light again and illuminated for a third time now, an upright canid. However, this creature was different from the first in that it had gray fur and also shorter fur, albeit crouching like an ape when they saw it and having a different posture, which made it difficult to gauge the weight and height. One of the trio shouted, and the thing stood up, prompting the three friends to, once again, drive off, although without being pursued this time. Not learning a single goddamn thing, the group decided to investigate once again just to make sure they weren't imagining things. They once again. I can't camera at this point. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. Checkoffs. <laughs> they once again returned to the crouching furred figure, and John went to grab his flashlight. I assume they were out of the car at this point. But by the time he had grabbed it, the other two friends reported that the creature had run off when he went back to his car to grab it. That's when they heard the barks from behind the school. Although these weren't just any ordinary dog noises. They seemed to be coming from about four or five different animals, and they sounded like a pack of dogs fighting over a fresh kill. 
While the group was at this point back in their car, they didn't drive off right away this time. They were frozen there for a full minute. Until one of the members, Aubrey, claimed that she saw something move behind the car. And this was the last investigation that John Lyons would make. He didn't die. He just got scared. <laughs> <laughs> <And Yeah>. then, <laughs> I would prefer it if he died. I know. It's like, like, oh, okay. Horribly. That was... like, just like a grisly murder after that point would have made this story much more satisfying. Murders don't get reported when they're pulled off correctly. Huh. <laughs> dun dun! Da 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 da. Yeah, none of, that's the funny thing. Somebody told me, it's like, yeah, the Dogman doesn't attack people in the reportings. He only attacks the ones that don't come back. <laughs> um, enter Monster Quest, featuring Linda Godfrey. They show up to Reed City, interview Johns, have an aforementioned motion sensor I- incident to top off the odd sighting out of the corner of people's eyes, and here's the icing to the cake. Linda Godfrey herself brought a camera because she's smarter than people. An attempt to take take pictures of things. Ideally the dog man, but inevitably nothing more than the odd obscure shape in the background and large dog prints that the group found larger than a dog. However, Godfrey left her camera behind her in the van at one point, and according to her, was in full view of all of the cameramen and witnesses in an area where only one car drove by in the hours that they were there. Despite all this, when they were around 100 feet away from the van, Godfrey heard a wet dog sound in the direction of it, and when she arrived, her camera had been completely stolen. It a was wet never found. Dog sound? What is a wet dog sound? <laughs> I have an answer, but I don't think that's what Godfrey intended. <laughs> <laughs> it works a lot better if you wet just reduce it to what God sound. intended. I want to point that out. What is the difference? Miss <laughs> 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 Godfrey, sexual powerhouse, God. religious icon. <laughs> Almost like a great story because like the werewolves pack thing writes itself like yeah. they're just coming back and be like who are these fuckers who keep coming over here <laughs> and then like yeah they're having an argument it's like what are we supposed to do about these fucks eat them should we eat them, them Jim like they saw us but they don't get a fucking picture they're stupid Todd just any- eat them if anybody brings a camera we'll steal that <laughs> yeah I-, I don't buy it broke into the car and stole the camera <laughs> Oh my god, I want to play this in like Werewolf the Apocalypse. Because this feels like a werewolf role playing game. Can you sneak up in werewolf form to the cars of this paranormal like reports show? That'd be so good. If you're a werewolf, how, why are you making a wet dog? I like whatever that is. How is it relevant to breaking into a car? Maybe you fell into like a fucking river or something on the way. It's like wet dog. I can imagine bloody dog, but then there'd be dog blood and they'd be like, Ooh, check out this blood. <laughs> Except, no, you there wasn't any blood. <laughs> because dog. this dog is apparently good at opening car doors if they're squishy the, and some moist. Dogs, some dogs could open car doors. I just had a thought. I think the book said sound, and I'm going to not look it up. There is the potential that I wrote sound in the document, and I meant to say smell. <laughs> a wet so dog smell would make a lot <laughs> more so sense. So much more sense. But a wet dog sound <laughs> is a lot more fun. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> Either way, Linda Godfrey is stupid. cool. You're just half wit. Aw. Half, half of a wit. Huh. Oh, no, I'm uh, are you looking at the stickers on the back of my laptop? Yeah. I stole that from a coffee shop. I think I was supposed to buy it. But I already had it also in my see I am use the <laughs> I am useless and gay sticker on your on your thing there. Classic. Right. That's a good one. 
Uh, there's some hoaxes. Hard shift. Someone got a video of the dog, man. Except that's a lie. Because it was a moderately famous hoax that circulated around 2006 and was debunked in 2009 when the film's creator, Mark Agrusa, came onto Monster Quest to confess. A season later, weirdly. Nonetheless, the famous Gable film was created, and the footage was claimed to be from the 70s and detailed a family on a skiing trip up until the last vaguely 10 seconds in the frame where Dogman chases the cameraman, cutting the black. This Dogman, however, was a man in a ghillie suit, and a second film was made, but since the first one was already debunked, no one cared. <laughs> Agusa also, Argusa also went on with Steve Cook to aid in the publicity of the song and the legend in general, which is kind of fun. Uh, I did see one fun quote from Steve Cook. I just felt like repeating it. Steve Cook voice. I'm tremendously skeptic. Because I've sort of seen the way folklore becomes built from the creation of this song to what it's turned into. But I do believe people who think they saw something really did see something. I also think that the Dogman provides them with an avenue to explain what they couldn't explain for themselves. That's cute. I liked it. Uh, there was also a 911 call detailing a Dogman sighting in Troy, Michigan in 2006, but it's also a hoax. And uh, I could find zero information on it besides like a blurb in a Wikipedia article. Or not that, like a different website. But yeah, that's the background. Well, not the background, but it's like a good chunk of the story. I have a couple odd other sightings here and there. But before I say the odd other sightings that I thought were interesting, any thoughts at all so far? I'm kind of kind of saying my sounds. thoughts. <laughs> okay, come on, come on. Wet, Wet dog, dog sounds. sounds. <laughs> Wet dog sounds. Is that the name of the? That's gonna be the name of the episode. I'm Wet like, dog sounds. Wet dog sounds. <laughs> Wet dog sounds. <laughs> that's that's probably the right that choice. Works. Oh yeah, finished a beer. Wet dog sounds. <laughs> the Michigan dog man story. <laughs> the Michigan dog man Olympic tale. <laughs> The, ex- the Michigan Dogman Saga. I had one where they're like this Olympic a six saga. foot nine, two hundred pound werewolf. I'm like, is that a stick? Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that sounds like one of those werewolves from Fable, like the super gangly, like stick-like ones with overly long limbs. Well, they probably haven't like eaten. They kept trying Slender to find man. the people, but they couldn't catch up to the car, so they're hungry. <laughs> The only Dogman <laughs> sightings that you don't hear about are the ones where they don't come back. Exactly. <laughs> or like, I guess some of them starve to death sometimes. That's why oh, they're no. 200 pounds. That's so sad. If they starve to death, why haven't we recovered a body? Alexa, play Despacito. I'm going to burp, but I can't do it. You can't do it. It's like I'm fighting a sneeze, but like it's a burp. And it feels just as uncomfortable. Yeah. There it goes. That was violent. Uh, You're violent. I'm actually gay. Correct. (laughs) He's very nonviolent. I'm very nonviolent, but I am violently gay. Let's do some more stories. We're back in Reed City, but this time in November 2007. We have Sam, a 20-year-old hunter, and his two friends. They were all hunting, vaguely in different stands, until 4.30 came around. So and I vaguely in different... Oh, okay. No, I, I understand. Like a forest stand. Yeah. Not like yeah. a JoJo, like JoJo stand. Camouflage stand. <laughs> no, that would be pretty great, actually. That, American JoJo hunters. <laughs> no, there was vampires in it. I'm thinking That's about true. it. They had fucking vampires in it for eight years, but like... No one has a werewolf stand, either. No one has a werewolf stand. They should just do it. Araki, if you listen to this podcast... 
Before Linda Godfrey. Power <laughs> Wolf. Go. Well, I think there, there might have been a, a Power Wait, Wolf. Wait, or or really? They do have Maybe. Power Wolf? Okay. I, there was like, Power Wolf is like. There's leg- dogs. Power Wolf yeah, is legit. There are dogs in JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's just a lot of dogs. Not for very long. Not but. for very long. Uh, is there a dog guy? I would kind of like if there was. <laughs> oh, no, there's a dog with just, a stand. It's just every time a dog shows up in JoJo, it dies horribly. Very quickly, oh, no. too. That's horrible. There's it's... one exception. And that's spoilers. Uh, we're hunting now, though. Right. <laughs> now, um, okay, so they're in vaguely in different stands, hunting stands, until 4.30 came around and dusk approached, signifying that leaving before dark would be a smart idea. That's when the sounds of birds and insects completely stopped. Time passed, and the silence was broken by three deer running right past him. <laughs> Wait, Sorry, I was just like, when does time not pass? <laughs> time didn't pass. Also, why would the dog man shut up local insects and stuff? Who knows? Supernatural. Super, I think spoopy it's things always do that. Spoopy. Yeah. Time passed. Uh, deer ran through thing. But then they were followed by a foul mothball-esque smell. That's when he appeared. A hulking, hunched-over, yellow-eyed, two-legged dog man who broke down on all fours and chased the deer. Sam stayed put until his friends arrived, who proceeded to laugh at him when he told them his story, until they saw the tracks, broader than a normal dog's by far, and with one less toe than a bear. Nevertheless, they drive home. Perhaps Sam chalked it up to me skipping a whole page and having to find my way back to where I was. Oh my god, the momentum. Um, we drive home. They drive back to the cabin. They are staying there for a week. Perhaps Sam chalked it up to fantasy, though, because the hunters came back the next day. Although Sam stayed behind until the sun was higher and was armed more heavily this time. The day was uneventful, until around 5 p.m. when the same when Sam heard shooting 100 feet away, followed by screaming in his walkie-talkie. His friend had found something. His friend described exactly the same dogman that Sam had described, and thankfully, the dogman ran away. Then the trio decided to hunt a third day, where nothing happened. But then they decided to hunt a fourth day. <laughs> and didn't even need to wait before noon when the upright canid ran into a well-lit clearing, stared at the direction of the three hunters, and started grinning. Sam's friend aimed a gun at it, though, and it ran off right away, making a growling, hissing noise. And an hour later, the third friend radioed in and said, Um, you guys, are you in a werewolf suit at my blind? Because it's not funny. Five shots immediately followed. <laughs> That's the way it was written in the book, exactly, and I can't top it. Okay, I've got like three notes. One, when they say it smelled of mothballs, I think it's just like oh, the oldest grandpa werewolf <laughs> just walking around. Grandpappy Lou. <laughs> it's just like, back in my day. It's like an eight-year-old dude when he's not a werewolf, <laughs> but then he's a werewolf. <laughs> Back in my day, these kids didn't know about no dang founded chival. Mothball sticking to his fur still. Didn't have no TikTokers Zoom to record you with. Um, It'd be like the the super British War Warcrafts werewolves. <laughs> okay, that's kind of cute. I like that. Oh yeah, I played that game. <laughs> that's great. It's so British. It's just so British. It's in the middle of Undead Town yeah. for no reason. The story doesn't end there, though, because they didn't find their friend yet. Oh, but okay. they're I thought, going you, I thought you don't have to start. They're going to. Comments. <laughs> the other two hunters raced to their truck and met their third friend, Claw Marks, in his gun stock. Apparently, the creature... What? Claw Marks in his gun stock. 
He scratched his gun. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Apparently, the creature rushed him, causing him to accidentally shoot at nothing in particular, to which the noise scared the creature off, and the third friend tried shooting at it four times, missing. Okay. The trio then returned to their cabin to find paw prints all around it and many, many claw marks around the doors and windows, like he had tried to get in. They quickly packed up, got in their truck, and left, abandoning their blinds. On the way out, something large rammed the back of their truck, but nobody was able to see what it was. They had gotten away, safely, and the DNR did not believe their story whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Did they have any pictures of, like, the claw marks and stuff? You'll never guess. (laughs) They didn't. I feel like that's just not going to be an excuse going forward. Yeah, it's just, just like, everyone, no pictures it's like, did you bring your phone with you? It's just like, no? What the fuck were you Dude, doing? Wasn't this in 2007? I yeah. remember phones in 2007. You didn't have a I good know, camera. Man, yeah, like I was, as I said, going forward, it's just not going to be an excuse. It's like, oh, okay. You didn't have a, a cell given. phone in 2007. I had to wait until 2008. Plus, they're in the woods. Who's going to bring their phone to the woods? I think everyone, that's the thing I do. Bring their phone to the woods, I don't bring yeah. my phone to the woods, and I'm the only person that does that. I remember that phone. The like a flip phone? Yeah, it was it was one that flipped like open like a normal flip phone, but also flipped open into like a t- like a a wide like text writer style and you're like yeah, all your little like, phone buttons oh. were like uh were letters for a keyboard. You had like a physical keyboard. That's really cool. It was amazing and I, I kind that. of wish that they still had those on real phones. Except, why would you do that now when you can just have a giant screen to do everything for you? Did you yeah. kind of do that with laptops now? Like, the ones where they, like, flip it. Oh, it's a tablet. Oh, now it's a laptop. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Except it was, except it was like, the flip phone could open up, like, long ways. But this one had, like, a dual hinge. Okay. Where it could also open up like this. Right, like, horizontally. Yeah, and this, in this, in this gesture that the viewers at home... <laughs> Can't see out of this edited That's why I'm out using portion okay, of this thing. <laughs> That's why I'm using adjectives. Okay, Grandpa. Like Back it. in my day, <laughs> you lousy kid would listen <laughs> and give me my what's worth. I almost just witnessed a tragedy. That was a good touch. Oh, please don't spill alcohol. Grandpappy's been doing this for a hot damn minute. <laughs> I've dropped fewer shit than you've got in your life, boy. <laughs> I dropped more hints than you got, boy. <laughs> Drop more hints than you've caught in your life. Oh, I thought you said hands. Hints. Uh, I said hits, and I was like, so you smoked more? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we were high in the 70s and 60s is when hippies were a thing, not the 70s. <laughs> we got another story. They were high in the 80s, too, just not on weed. Oh, yeah. That's when they got cool, in my opinion. I mean, don't not do drugs, but, like... You can't spell cool without cocaine. This podcast is pro-cocaine. Is it really? What? I think I said that before. But anyway, this podcast is pro-drugs. Next story. Sparta, Michigan. 1987. Sparta. 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 This is Sparta. And that's a town right outside of Grand Rapids in the southeast of Michigan. Quick question. Yes. Is that where the Michigan Spartans are? No. They're in Lansing. (laughs) Which is actually only an hour and some change away, so... Okay, it feels like a missed opportunity if you're asking me. Yeah. I Maybe they are the Spartans, but it's like, we're talking about a town of... I don't know big numbers, so this is really wrong, and I'm going to just accept that, but maybe 5,000 people. (laughs) 
And I don't, I don't know if what you're picturing is the same thing I'm picturing. You've already told me that it's not this, that you're not a reliable narrator, yeah. so I don't know what to imagine. Five thousand people is not very many. Probably like eight. Okay, like more than that then. Uh, it's three friends are in a cabin camping when two of the friends decide to go to town. Ooh, I like this board. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but like only one of them's left. Oh. No, that's the one that doesn't. He's a dog man. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, spoilers. I thought the other two walked in on the dog man. Oh, I'll let you know what they do. <laughs> okay, sorry. They went out for dinner and then came back during the night and weirdly found themselves on a new rural road on the way back that they hadn't been on before. Suddenly they see him. Oh, do you know who? Except Grayford this time. As they passed it, it raised its hands and growled violently. Wait, is this all part of the same story? No, different one. Okay before giving chase to the car a bit. The story almost ends there, but not quite. When the two finally ditched the dogman, they then proceeded to pass a sign saying, Welcome to Sparta, a town in which they had already driven through, and were now on the complete other side of. The dogman had apparently teleported them, and they, or maybe they panicked and got lost, but I've been through Sparta, and it takes a good 15 minutes to get through, or something. So that seems like a stretch to me. The other weird thing about the story, though, is that I don't think Linda Godfrey ever covers it, so who's to say if it's real? That's the only person I trust. <laughs> uh, that's the teleporting one. That's a short I one. I trust Linda to not do this podcast. <laughs> Linda, don't hear that. Cut in it. Linda, be on the pod. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> you could. Dude, Linda Godfrey is quite literally like an hour away from us right now. We could go to her house. <laughs> you want to go to her I house? want to go to her house. <laughs> I don't want a restraining order right now. Well, no, we could say we're fans. Overwork. <laughs> I don't want a restraining order. Yeah, that's, that's good. I'm good. Second to the last story. And this one details a man who claims that the dog man has been around since him. He was a young child and continued to follow him to this day. Oh, it's like an SCP. Yeah. Was that the, the friendly dog app one? Oh, I was thinking, I thought you were going to, I'm thinking SCPs and creepypasta confused. And I thought you were going to say smile dog for a second. <laughs> No, completely I mean, different. SP, SCPs are sometimes creepy pasta, but they like it's it's a little now there's an SCP diagram. where there's like a, there's an app you can download on your phone and it's just this dog Aww. creature thingy with like a skeleton face or something. It doesn't really do anything; it just kind of follows you around. But some people get freaked out by it because you don't really see, like yeah. I, I think like it's that. like you start off only being able to see it in the reflections and things like that. Then it gets close to things. It doesn't really do anything to you. It's just creepy. What's the app? It's like Mallow S or something. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, Soft bread. We're in. Oh, you're looking at a package. <laughs> well, because I read it from the back and I'm like, what the fuck is this script? <laughs> this is an auditory medium. You can't just say things you see. Soft bread. Uh, I respect it, though. I, like, I don't think I've eaten Uncrustables for a sec, but I do kind of miss them. Do you want oh. one? Maybe oh, no, I've been... Make a I just ate, like, five pieces. I don't see the point. You could just make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Or you can go to the fridge and it's right there. It takes two minutes. <laughs> it takes to... two seconds. Yeah. This is this is time I'm willing to shave off for a PB&J. Yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't gain a lot from my PB&J making. Um... We're in Alto and also Lowell, more towns outside of Grand Rapids, except for on the southeast side of the city now. Our protagonist, who didn't give us his name, is in elementary school. It's Aww. recess, 10 in the morning. He's Baby. playing... He's a little bad. 
He's playing war with his friends when he decides to run into the woods adjacent to the playground in order to hide and then also cheat at the game. <laughs> what a fucking dick. Oh yeah, Fuck I'll say that it. kid. That's why I put that note in there. He's Fuck a cheater. these kids. Feeling uneasy and almost like he was being watched, the protagonist nonetheless makes his way deeper into the woods to a river by some train tracks. That's when he heard a huge splash and witnessed a dark-furred dogman bolt into the woods, switching between two and four legs to run, only to disappear behind a tree line. At this point, our protagonist, a child, runs straight home and to his bed, and then never tells the soul about what he saw because he didn't want to be bullied. Yeah, fair enough. That's he, actually right, a great reason. That. That's yeah. the most believable part of this story. <laughs> I know, it's oh, yeah. like... Everyone's not bringing cameras a thing. Yeah. Like, this is a little kid. He's like, fuck around. I don't want to get bullied. Yeah. He describes it as an eight-ish foot tall, 300-pound, blue-eyed this time, and kind of like a timber wolf, but upright and with longer legs. It almost kind of looked like the werewolves from The Howling, according to him, a movie I've never seen. This dogman, however, seemed to not want to be seen whatsoever and bolted away as soon as it could. It's 2008 now. Our hero is 33, still living outside of Lowell, or Lowell, working as a personal trainer. This story takes place in the winter at night. Is it the same guy? Yes. Okay. The hero's family is sound... <laughs> the hero? <laughs> I'm gonna stick with it. The hero's family is sound asleep, and that's when he hears a thud on the roof, then scraping. Almost stepping sounds walking around. It's Santa. Going on for a minute. <laughs> Santa paws. His family was huddled in the hallway, obviously scared. Of Santa? Of Santa. <laughs> Santa paws. <laughs> Until the protagonist grabs a machete, he didn't own guns, and goes out to investigate. I think I that was like a, this guy even more. Yeah, he just got his machete. No guns. Uh, I got a machete and no guns. He is then hit with the exact same feeling he had when he was young, when he saw the dog man. And he remembers that distinctly. He had a newly reawokened memory situation come back. He didn't, like, block the memory or anything, but, like, he all of a sudden just remembered it suddenly and went outside to investigate. He sneaks outside, quietly. The snowy air is silent. And that's when the blue-eyed dogman peeks from on top of the roof, staring right at him. This exact same creature from 20-ish years ago. I didn't do the math. Then, the dogman leaps 30 feet from the roof and bolts on all fours to the tree line, only to stand upright completely, no hunch whatsoever, and stare directly at the protagonist for a full minute. This time, though, instead of being afraid, our hero has a family now to worry about. He runs fully at the dogman, machete in hand, shouting and screaming angrily. The dogman just stared at him, almost grinning now at this point. 30 feet away from the candid now, the protagonist hears a clear, audible, deep voice from inside of his head saying only one word. Don't. This stops the hero dead in his tracks, and he is overwhelmed by a supreme, weird sense of calm. He drops his machete and backs away deliberately, despite him being close enough for the creature to easily maim and kill him. Instead, the dogman turns and calmly walks into the woods, disappearing. The serene calm follows our hero until he gets into his house, at which point he announced, It's gone, girls! to his girlfriend and their two daughters. He told the three of them that it was just a wild animal, not wishing to alarm them. But then, a month later, his girlfriend calls while he's out shopping, claiming to see an unusually large Rottweiler or something, obviously scared, as none of the neighbors had such a dog. He bolts home and comforts her, and at that point confides in what they saw a month prior. After he shared a story with Godfrey in 2018, I don't think he ever had an encounter again because that's a degree of 10 years. But it's been almost 20 years at this point, so uh, the guy should watch out. <laughs> he looked like a guardian werewolf his whole life and didn't know about it. Yeah, he probably still has it. 
Like if it's happening in twenty year de- point degrees. I think things, I've unraveled the mystery. Okay. Yes. Dog man. Dog man. Is dog and man. Oh yeah. What's dog spelled backwards? Godfrey. <laughs> Godfrey. Godman. Godman. No, 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 it's Godman. So God it's not man. the dog man, it's the Godman. And the Godman teams up with the oh Godfrey. God, that sounds like the lamest superhero. To create. Godman. He's <laughs> just. It's Bible Man. By the power of Christ compels you. Like, <laughs> you guys remember Bible Man? Vibe Man? Bible Man. No. Okay, you guys have to look up Bible Man now. Okay. <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is. I'm imagining now Bibliotechna, which is <laughs> like Bibliotechna, which is which could be like, like a library, a bookstore? No, no, no. Bibliotechna. So it's like a tech themed Bible or Bible themed tech superhero. Bibliotechna. Okay. okay. Bibliotech is a bookstore in, I know. in French. So. so I want to figure out a way to tie the two. Bibliotechna. This is where the magic happens. In the I writer's like room. Sorry, this isn't the show that we're writing for, though. This is the show we're going to write. I want to write the show about the Garden with, World. With, that with, guy with, sounds with cool. Linda Godfrey. Oh, Linda Godfrey's going to be on that one, whether she likes it or not. I'm not going to kidnap Linda Godfrey. I want everybody to know I'm not talking to witches, and she doesn't live in a nunnery. I talk to a witch, am I talking to a werewolf? <laughs> As a callback to the yeah. like, You do day. more than talk to a werewolf. Well, like, They'll turn you into yeah. a werewolf. Oh. So you could rescue you know, your boyfriend from like, a nunnery. God, <laughs> would you be a Twinkie werewolf? You'd be the I feel like pound, I'd be, have body hair. You'd be the 200-pound 6'9 one. <laughs> <laughs> it's already like way taller than I am. <laughs> It's okay, you get bigger when you're a werewolf. Just stretch. It's, a, it's like the taffy kid from Willy Wonka. <laughs> Alright, so here we are at the near end of the podcast. I just wanted to hit you all with some information first. Uh, before we get to opinions and then also my story, your hand is raised. Yeah, we can pause. Go. You have another shot of whiskey? We're good. This is uh, this episode is half the length of the last one, so we can fuck around as much as we want. Okay. I have to finish this beer though. Um, what were we talking about? I don't remember whiskey. Yeah. I dog. Don't, I don't. I'm good. I don't want another shot. I was gonna talk about opinions of the dog man. I wanted to like. I wanted to do like a round table to be like, what do you guys think? Was Re- it one last story? No. Was oh, that the it? last story. I'll get to. Right, don't you worry. Even you that. <gasps> Thank you. I'll do it. I'll do it right now. Finishing that Jameson? Alright, just killing it. No, you need to reset. Oh, I'll do it in a sec. I'm a big baby. No, he, got, no. he got too drunk last You're time. You're my bitch. No, I he didn't get too, too drunk. drunk. I had to be the mom. For Hamilton? No. Oh, no. Yeah, he got too drunk. <laughs> no, that one I got too drunk. Got too Wait, drunk. were you at Hamilton? No, I did a Hamilton no, did a drinking Hamilton. game. Yeah. And I will show you it afterwards. And you will see what my New Year's was all about. Shots to Zuma the Puma for... He never, murdering me he never he never threw dead. away his shot oh I never threw away his shot <laughs> I think that's, that's a, you don't have to take a shot for that you only have to sip that would be terrible but you do have to sip <laughs> yeah if you had to take a whole drink every time they said I'm not gonna throw away my shot you'd be dead I am not throwing away my shot I am not, not throwing away, away my, my shot. shot you know it's, it's, it's like the first no, three songs alone probably, fucking killed me yeah. you could probably exclude 
the throwing away my shot song from that challenge and be safe about it. No. 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 <laughs> you would not be Just take small to... sips. Small I'll show sips. you that game. Everybody... You sip during the song. If you sip every time they say I'm not throwing away a shot, you can survive it. Future Forsetti, <laughs> when you edit this, edit a bit in where you say the URL of the website that'll take you to the picture of the drinking game for the audience to look at so they can see just exactly how I died on New Year's 2021. Future for City here. I don't want to do that. Your hand is raised. Country. What if you just had to take a drink every time the word country was said? They say nation more, I think. I feel like they say country enough for you to not have a fun time. <laughs> I don't Ooh, this could be a competitive drinking game. Well, that means All right, I'm... honey, you drink every time they say nation. And I drink every time they say country. Should be the other way around. And I'll take a sip every time it says shot. <laughs> it's funnier <laughs> this way. Okay. Um. It fine. I'll do it that way too. You big baby. You don't want to stand by your words. Fine for you. Um. Dog man. I think I'm gonna give you some more pieces of information. We'll do a little roundtable talk uh, about the dog man. Did and then you I'll do talk the last story. story? No, I, I'm saving it for the very end. Saving it. Um. So the thing I wanted to say, I think I said it already. Bears live in Michigan Lower Peninsula, not wolves anymore. Um, well, wolves aren't known for standing up on two feet. No, so. they are not. Um, also, uh, there's another story called the Witchy Wolves near Saginaw, Michigan, but that's a story that involves mostly ghost-like wolves on all fours, and I don't remember the details, and so I'm not going to share it. Saginaw. I don't Saginaw. know about Saginaw. Saginaw's on the other side of Michigan. Okay, is there, okay. Yes. So in the one story, the guy's gun stock was all clawed up, right? Yeah. What happened to the gun? I'm assuming he either left it behind or he just fucking has it still. I don't know. If he has it, let's away. see yeah. some evidence. Just let's see some pictures. You don't, just throw, you don't throw that shit away. Maybe there is a picture that I got sent, but this is a story I got from the book, and the book doesn't have like many pictures into it, so maybe Linda Godfrey's sitting on it. She hasn't published the book picture. Ooh, that's a good point. Linda yeah. Godfrey needs to be on this fucking podcast. She got drastically more drunk in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> we had a 20-minute break. <laughs> But that's okay, because I think I'm starting to feel it too, Mr. Krabs. He just cuts away and comes back, and he's just so much more drunk. <laughs> um, now, I am capable of fully loquacious discourse at this moment, no matter how perched my head is upon this bottle of empty Jameson. That combination of words turned me from drunk to hungover immediately. It really is, perched <laughs> on a bottle of empty Jameson. It's a big bottle, too. It's a comfortable like bottle. Like a really friggin' big bottle. Like, 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 like okay, I'm going to say this. The Jameson uh, 1.75 milliliter gets an A plus for cuddleability. <laughs> also, that I will say that I am not the one who consumed. <laughs> I did you grab a dagger? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Why did you say I don't know? Because <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to tell it. For <laughs> those listening at home, he has grabbed the replica dagger from the ho- the the famous movie The Hobbit. Do you remember the Stinger? Oh, okay, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Why? Do not toy with me. <laughs> Why do you have middle? One? You're not even a middle earthling. You're just an dagger. earthling. But we're not sober. It's, a yes. it's probably more Too like a dirt. with me, a son of Mithras. <laughs> we're not sober. You I'm not have a, real, a blade. I'm not a real fan. I didn't even read the Silmarillion. 
<laughs> I haven't read a single book. I just saw the movies. But I'm gonna do it eventually. Don't uh, sit on that knife. Does anybody I'm have any? Sit on my replica sword. Also, this thing is blunt as heck. Seriously, just okay. Like, take it. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. It's like, like if it's a replica, anything. Oh my god, yeah. I can just. I'm yeah. Like, oh, go go no, no, Be careful. The yeah, tip. just don't stab yourself with the tip. The uh, tip can actually be careful. Is actually okay. Okay. Poke the tip, but be careful yeah. about it. Oh, I see the vibe. Yeah, it's not like a sharp tip, but it's sharp enough that you can stab yourself with it. I'm gonna you hand can, it to yeah. the handle first. Or you yeah. can just grab the blade. blade. It's that yeah. very dull. Uh, you could possibly kill a man with this. I mean, you can kill a man yeah, with a lot a of man, things. You can kill a man with this. It'd be easier to kill a man the other way, honestly. Oh, no, I poked myself with it. To what, wait, are you, like, bleeding? No, no I, I will just have, like, a little dot there. Okay, okay for those who I don't know. I feel sympathetic. We got a blade I out. pop some capillaries. You can actually, it's actually Ooh. easy to do something called the murder stroke, which is objectively the coolest name for a sword technique. He's holding the sword by the you dagger. It, yeah, you hold it by the blade, and then you smack someone with, with, like, the, with the hilts, basically. Okay. Do you wear, like, gloves? Uh, I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> well, you want to stab your hand. Do you don't have to. how sharp your, your, your sword usually isn't all that sharp. Okay, I just feel like it isn't automatically blunt if you're going to be going to war. Yeah, with no, it. I mean like they they had armor and stuff, so they had okay, like gloves. Okay, that, that checks time. out. But <laughs> you've have seen, to. yeah, if you've seen like our little replica pistol, like the heavy metal stock of the time is super common because it was also used as a motherfucking yeah. club. You so you made that you know shit out of club. solid you could wood. Definitely bludgeon someone and metal. The other end of this. You know I'm all about the club. Let me feel it. It's, it's heavy <laughs> enough. And now I'm just gonna. We're all playing with a dagger, not sober, but I'm gonna let it happen. It's, Anybody it's have any dogman like, opinions? You know, okay. So um, they always say the dogman is grinning. Okay, but I'm like, I'm all right, all right, dog. Right. Yeah. And my dog was always grinning. Because right, it's right, a dog. Right. Hush! I, I need your attention. All right, all right. I was talking let's about let's the set up our beers as as a thing that we can I, like hit. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's our little buzzer. It's our little buzzer. Oh, okay, okay. All right, are y'all on board for the buzzer? And we all hit it at the same time. Okay, not all right, hard, all right. but and say whether or not we think that the dog man is true. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. And then we go Wait. around in a circle and each say what we think about it. I mean, how does that sound? I I would be down for that, but I have a personal story. So yeah. you know my opinion. You know my opinion. <laughs> you didn't have to spoil it right before the segment for right, Seti. Right. Okay. <laughs> my hand's on the buzzer. I'm drunk okay. enough to forget. Okay. This is a visual thing. Okay. This, yeah, this, is, like like medium. this is for us too. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Three, two. Pause. Are we hitting it if we believe in it or not? No, 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 no. You hit it and say what you understand. think. Okay. Anyway, do like. Do it. Three, or two. real or not, or real or fake? How about that? Okay. Real if you think it's real, fake if you think it's fake. Cool. Three, Three two, two, one. Real. real. Thank God. Fake. Mm. It's so real. I mean, I'm sure people saw something. I don't think people are just like. I don't think literally everyone made up a story <laughs> okay, just to make Steve up a story. Cook. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think there's any such thing as a dog man. I, I can respect be. it. <laughs> There's something in them there, Woods. I do also... I'm going to choose to believe in a world of magic and whimsy. Yay! And we're going to go ahead and say that, like, as seen... As seen by the people of the... The what? The... Are we talking about, like, 
Indian nations or the great American people. indigenous nations. Okay, that can edit things. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't edit it. The My Native mistakes Americans. are live, and hopefully they can I'm see that I'm just a bumbling, <laughs> good, well-meaning person who may or may not be pale. I may or may not be pale. You're pretty pale. Shut up. I think. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I go out in the sun more than you do. Anyway, do you all want to know? Do you all want to know why That's I believe mean. in the dog ban? You are asking for it. Do you all, do you all want to know? What are you? Are you masturbating the dagger? I maybe. I don't. I don't you know. are. You're just fully <laughs> masturbating the dagger. <laughs> just touching the blade. <laughs> it's, you're not. Ma- you're like a fully. I'm not because I'm going to chastity. It's like, envy. It's you know he's also in chastity. Okay, Come on. but and exactly. He wishes this was his dick. <laughs> he's stroking it. Hey, I'm going to potentially edit this out. We're recording a podcast. Do you want to say hi or do you want to just be edited out? I just feel like the feeling of smooth night. Hi. hi. Sorry to wake you up, kitty. Let's play Smash. We're all drunk. We have to finish this. Uh, let's finish God, this first. I'm getting PTSD. Uh, let's finish this first. Let's finish this first. From last month. Finish podcast. Go. You're, finish. You're great, finish kitty. This Sam cat. He's cool. Shouts. The cat, you scared the cat away. It's because we're, yeah, monsters. we're fucking monsters. You hear a weird sound on the podcast? He's fucking fapping the dagger. <laughs> that's, that's wow. I'm just going to take like a poop break and then you come back and it's not usable. <laughs> I am sorry, future Persetti. I'm getting struck I'm with a dagger. This. <laughs> future Why? Persetti? What are you going to do? What do you, why do you want me He's to gonna stand He's going to hit up? your butt. I'm going to get penetrated. <laughs> no, with the other end. Get... Why are you going to penetrate me with either end? You're just going to get flagellated. It's a whole different it. school of pain. I, I'm not making fun of the dagger. I'm just making a point to point out that we're both not sober. Proper and we're knife playing safety. with the dagger. You, you point the knife aw- the point away. From anyone. And then shove it up my ass? Also, no, no, also why am I standing up? If the up? dagger's a penis of this now, Sting is a terrible name oh. for it. I'll get spanked with it? Sting is a terrible name for it. I don't think anyone wants to call it's, their I'm penis I'm about to get sting. fucking stung by it, because I'm getting... Oh my god. <laughs> Please don't stab me. Please don't stab the wall either. Ow. Uh, I don't know that didn't hurt. I'm just paraphrasing. If, for all you audiophiles, I'm getting spanked with a dagger. Okay, here, here. We can do it more safely. So, this Why one, is there more than one? This <laughs> <laughs> another dagger. Why would there be more than one dagger at play? I'm putting this down now. <laughs> this one's a stabbing dagger. So, <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that we were more put together than last month. And I rescind that. Well, it's true until 20 no, minutes ago. No, we were. Yeah, we were until 20 together. minutes ago. That's an and then the great poop deck of de- poop break <laughs> of destiny. <laughs> we talked about sailors too. I'm poop too deck too. is a natural mistake. I'm too sober and All I'm right, not let's... sober. <laughs> wait, wait. You're too sober and you're not sober, or I'm not sober. No, I'm too sober. I'm too sober enough for this, and I'm not sober. Also, I want there to be packs of werewolves who just mess with people. Yeah, that like, would be that'd be great. I would oh my that. god, prankster werewolves! If they are real, they're pranksters, and they're okay, real. just messing with okay. people. It's great. Okay, so the lore of werewolf mm-hmm. apocalypse. Yeah, these are just fucking bonars. No, 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 not Bonars. This is an inner city. This is rural country, baby. Michigan. And what does that mean? It could be lots of things. Like Michigan. 
Uh, I forgot all of them. Pretty much like, like, most most of the other werewolves. Literally, yeah, most <laughs> of the other werewolves. Like facts. not the Red Talons. Um, probably or, not the Wendigo. No, 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 no. There's a vampire Wendigo. faction that is into it too. What is that vampire faction? I don't remember. Does this begin with a G? I think we. I, like I almost G. played this game and I never played this game. It was Vampire the Masquerade and. Feels like it begins uh, with a G. Werewolf the Apocalypse are related, and Werewolf the Apocalypse has lots of werewolves. Uh, and we're talking about werewolves. Yeah. And Vampire the Masquerade has one faction that's into like being in the rural like. I'm pretty sure areas. that begins with a G. Um, Godfrey. Not Godfrey. Not God. <laughs> I wanted to say Gargamel. <laughs> I wanted to say Gargamel. <laughs> the Smurfs. Gargelia or Gargalian? Gargelian. Oh, they're Gargaroth. Gargamel. <laughs> Do you want to hear my story? Yes, go for it. Tell your story. Uh, I, I, I want to find out what the name of these vampires are. He could do that while presenting telling the story. <laughs> yeah. Um. So all of the rails were awesome. I'm on now. All right. I'm a train. Get back on topic. What if I told you all that I saw the dog band myself? Then I would say you've already told me. Gangrel. <laughs> Gangrel. Oh, like from fucking Beowulf. No. Grendel. That's Grendel, yeah. Oh. Nomads <laughs> with an affinity for animals. They can wharf out claws and shit. Okay. Wow, I'm drunk. That's Yes, right. I could tell. You, you, I, you actually haven't listened to last month's episode, and you're at the same level, so it's still publishable right. material. Yeah. <laughs> what if I told you I saw the dog? Well, in college. Would you just try to <laughs> climb up on the chair? <laughs> I would just do that right now. I need energy. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> so. We'll coffee. Stat. Uh, Coffee liqueur. No, I can't. No, we don't have Kahlua. That's I wish schnapps. we had I think Kahlua. That's I can't drink Kahlua anymore. That's what I died at the Hamilton game. Oh, yeah, that's game. right. Um, I, I mean, I probably still can. I'm just like... Just snort some cocoa. Not cocaine, cocoa. <laughs> no, we're pro-cocaine. <laughs> we're pro-cocaine. <laughs> I don't... Liqueur? Oh, my God, I do. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. I, I actually don't... I'm a little, okay. Give me a little bit. I'm a little. Yeah, just a, a little tiny. I'll bit. give you a little more. A little sampy, no, 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 no. It's, it's all I need. It's all I need. It's all I need. It's all I need. It's just we're tasty. Okay, I'll take a little bit more because I'm not afraid. Oh, you're not a bitch. <laughs> Dab. I taste a little. Hmm. Hmm. That's hmm. That's a taste. That's weirdly not like spicy where it's like ah oh, my mouth, but like I get cinnamon out of it. I get like peppermint that's gone slightly bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. It doesn't taste like cherry as much as it tastes like cinnamon. I met this bottle cap is beautiful drunk. Okay, so you gotta tell your story before it passes out. Look at this Go bottle cap. Like, stand no, honey, you gotta, you gotta, no, 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 real quick. Honey, you just stand up and look at this. What are I gonna it's stand? a nice bottle cap. All right, no, 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 no. <laughs> you you have to go around a steady side because then the light is able to shine. Hey, wait, I got when you. you stand up, it's <laughs> okay. I can works. see it. I can see it. It looks nice. Do you see the holographic like ring around it? I do. I see a ring around it. Are okay. you sure you're just drinking? Are you on acid? He's not on acid. We're pro acid. We don't have. <laughs> do we have any acid left over? I think we're out. I'm gonna edit that. <laughs> <laughs> In? <laughs> I'm gonna keep it in. Um, college. Alright. And it's 2017. By acid, I mean vinegar. You, Apple you cider vinegar. How about we start your story over from the beginning? <laughs> it started it off. <laughs> he hasn't started. Just be quiet. Oh, what did I do? 
You hit me. <laughs> just okay. My boyfriend beats me. Let it that's, be he kept on the, the other record. Way around. <laughs> Don't leave this out. Let the world know. This is an incredibly my story. Incredibly okay. Okay. I'm just gonna hustle. hold him now gently, and you can tell your story. It's too I'm being restrained. Where are my shoulders? I don't know. <laughs> Where are my shoulders? They're here. Where is my neck? It's here. What are you trying to do when pussy? you twist it back and block my shoulders? Where's my crack? You're I trying your to oh, make no. me into an owl and break <laughs> my goddamn neck. My pussy and so my crack. Cool Ow. I'm sorry. It's 2017. Literally Halloween. I oh they're kissing. That's so cute. Um, I'm at, I resist. I'm sorry. I need a moment. <laughs> Just like you can't you can't interrupt the story. If he's kissing me. <laughs> it's 2017 Halloween. I'm in college. I'm oh my god. I think I don't actually know. I think I'm a sophomore, but I might be wrong. I it's 2021 right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's 2020 part two. Yeah, we're not out of this year. Um, but I'm in acting school, and the thing about my acting college is that in the fall season, we have a play and a musical, and usually around Halloween is the time that the musical is in full screen, uh, full swing. No, not the musical, the play is in full swing. And this year I was in the musical, and at that point this is already wrapped up in the beginning of October. So I'm not in a show right now, but my majority of my friends are. Mm -hmm. That being said, it's Halloween, everybody's in a show, and nobody's doing anything Halloween related. Because I think it's on a weekday. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. But it's 2017. Um, all, majority of my friends are doing this show. My roommates are out doing something. And I'm thinking to myself, it's Halloween, I'm going to go to Chipotle... Because if you go to Chipotle in a Halloween costume, you get a free burrito. I think they stopped doing that, but they this is going to be important, I promise. But um, they stopped doing that, but back in the day, you could go show up in a Halloween costume, get a free burrito. I have fox, like a skin-tight woman's fox costume. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like I wore clothes over it obviously but like I had it so the tail was sticking out but I'm wearing clothes and ears over it I get my free burrito sitting down at a Chipotle thinking to myself it's like what 8 o'clock in the p.m. the sun's down I'm going to the woods I don't give a fuck I'm gonna walk around in the woods in the middle of the night on Halloween because I I'm ask questions about this costume I can show you a picture of it. it's actually not that hot it's very unhot and I don't, I don't think I own it anymore Aww. What's your question? <laughs> if you're wondering why Linda Godfrey... Why did you make my boner sad? I'm sorry. If you're wondering you why Linda Godfrey never responded to me, these are the this is essentially the email I sent her. <laughs> so, um, I'm at Oakland University in Rochester, Michigan, 10 minutes away from Bald Mountain State Recreation Area, where a dogman sighting that I previously mentioned took place. At that time, I actually didn't read up on the books. I just kind of vaguely knew the dogman as a legend because it's like, oh, furry, this is fun. I like this. I didn't actually look up all the lore. And so it never dawned on me that it'd be out there. But I go out into the woods on Halloween night regardless. Bald Mountain State Recreation Area actually has two different sections, the north section and the south section. The south section having a loop with a little small loop on top that kind of like has a little figure eight, but the top part of the eight is so small. Unimportant. I went to the top loop, which is actually two equal loops on their side, intersected by a dirt road. 
each around maybe like four mile loops, making a total of eight. Uh, I decided to do the one on the left, so I only do the four, five miles, I think. Actually, I don't remember. And that's like a two-hour hike. So I'm out in the woods for two hours in the middle of the night. Uh, at the f- first quarter of the trail, I passed by some hunters who were dragging a deer along on a sled, and as soon as I rounded the corner and they shone their flashlight on me, both of them freaked the fuck out because I didn't take my fox costume off. And they're like, oh my god! <laughs> and it was very funny. And little did I know, they might have seen something in the woods beforehand, but here I am with a fox costume being a dick. <laughs> so I never asked them because I didn't think about it, but if they saw the dog win and then saw me, sorry. <laughs> It saw the dog. Wow. Oh <laughs> my god! The dog man is caused by furries. You know? It's caused by ans- our ancestral furries. <laughs> There's maybe a fursuit even though. It's anyway. caused by the first by the, the forerunner fursuits. The fursuits before fursuits were really a thing. Oh yeah, the like fucking the mascot costumes. Oh, I remember the guy, the like the first fursuit picture where it's a guy who probably killed a bunch of actual animals for it, and it's actually very sad. Oh, I didn't yeah, know it was that. Like in the 1920s or something. Oh, it's this guy with a. Eh, it doesn't matter. Or or like or on a lighter note, or on a lighter note, <laughs> Jesus Christ, um, the That's people who take Bigfoot sightings in their Bigfoot costumes. They're all Bigfoot real, just like. Uh, there's a chance at it, but most likely a lot of the sightings that people see are that of of black bears in a really dense environment. Like, the Pacific Northwest is a super dense um, forested region. I'm going to say, if Bigfoot exists, it's playing by the same spiritual spooky rules as the Dogman. No biological component whatsoever. Anyway, here I am on this trail. Um... Bigfoot exists at all. Eh, it's just because you don't have remains and shit. I'm gonna assume it's like not. Maybe they have elephant burial grounds. Like People just, just in imagine Sasquatch like, burial grounds. <laughs> anyway, uh, nothing happens until seven eighths of the way through yeah. the trail. Seven eighths of the way through the trail, and I'm probably about like ten minutes from my car at this <laughs> point. Very exact measurements. Oh yeah, because I I like thought about this a lot. I hear something large sneeze to my right and then dash off into the woods before I could look at it. Splashing into a river, which kind of like you got to cross over a bridge, so it didn't cross Aww, over the bridge, I obviously. It was a puffer. Well, I'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, okay, deer. We're having fun in the woods. It's a deer. Um, and I don't really get afraid. But then, quite literally, one minute away from my car, not exaggerating, I'm very close to my car, and if I weren't, I'm afraid of what would have happened. I hear some, I'm like rounding a corner, um, making like imagine a fork in the road without one of the sides. It's just got like a kind of obtuse angle, and at that corner, um, something really large growls at me. I turn and see a shape, and then I'm like overwhelmed by a sense of calm in a way where it's like I'm gonna turn my flashlight off and walk slowly to my car, and everything will be all right. And I do that. I like just am like very calm. I'm like I'm just gonna walk to my car. I get in my car, the feeling's gone, I turn on the fucking lights, I'm like, what the fuck was that? I can't see it, it wasn't there at that point. And I'm gonna, like, also say, I heard the sound, immediately in my car, googled what the fuck a bear growl sounds like, wasn't that. Googled what a wolf 
sounds like kind of was that. Wolves don't live in Michigan. Wasn't also a coyote. Coyotes are not good at making sounds. They're very weird. Coyotes are very cute. Um, I go home. They will eat your cats. Oh, yeah. Coyotes are very adorable. But I go home, and my friends are back at that point. I'm like, y'all, I think I just saw the dog, man. Uh, that's my dog man story. <laughs> okay. So it's not werewolves. It's psychic werewolves. Psychic werewolves. They're psychic werewolves, dog. Because, like, this, like, okay. Your story matches with the incredible calm story. Yeah, that's why that one I saved so, for second to last. So I'm wondering whether or not You also that, have a guardian werewolf. I hope. Whether A, you have a garden werewolf, or B, these are psychic werewolves, or C, unfortunately the most likely, did you hear that last story and pick up this extra detail? No. Include this extra detail. No, this is, I actually, like, you can believe me, the audience, as you decree. I had no idea, like, Linda Godfrey, any of that shit, until I got back, Googled all that stuff, got really into it, bought, like, two books. Tr- went back to the woods multiple times in yeah. the middle of the night under full moons and shit. Found nothing. <laughs> I am addicted to this story. It's a plot well, uh, can I ask you an honest question? Go for it. Do you ever lube up first in the hopes <laughs> that you'll get fucked by the Michigan dog man? I clean out. <laughs> <laughs> if you're curious. I mean, there is this one famous porn comic among furries. <laughs> Involving going to the woods repeatedly to find werewolves. Um, I wish I were joking. I wish I were joking. I'm not joking. Uh, Are you talking? The Red Rescue one? You got it. You got it. Is it the Red Rescue one? Where is it? Fuck. Yeah, let's plug Red Rusker. Red Rusker. That doesn't sound weird at all. Let's plug Red Rusker. I actually did read that comic before going out to the woods, which is why I am the way I am. Alone in the woods. Yeah, alone in the woods. he wasn't alone. Uh, He wasn't alone. There was a werewolf in his... I tried to recreate it. not. So I didn't look up Linda Godfrey before the encounter, but I sure as hell looked at this comic multiple times. Uh, <laughs> I like how you're putting it near the microphone as if it's just going to like pick up, <laughs> pick up the comic book. <laughs> the website's called e621.net. Just type in Red Rusker. Look for what th- will you do if this podcast gets like big? Oh, well, I mean, absolutely. It's not going to change anything. Reap what I sow. <laughs> Reap what you sow. Reap what I sow. And what you sow is come. <laughs> Seeds. I want to say something that you will have to edit out later. <laughs> so I'm not gonna. Okay. <laughs> well, don't say it now. I gotta edit it out. I don't want to do that. You don't? Well, I don't want Well, it's an effort. Yeah. <laughs> do something serious. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, bitch. Do you want to have to do two extra hours of work later? Well, it's going to be like two oh, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cost you two minutes, baby. It's like a little nipple twist. Okay, I'm going to make a BB. Later, I'm going to make you make you do a uh, callback that I'm going to edit out. Uh, nipple twist? Into the that PB&Js. Oh, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> oh, right, the PB&Js. Um, anyway, we're back at the podcast. Now that I've told you my story, what are y'all opinions, like, for real? Like, y'all, what do you, what do you think this is? 10,000% psychic werewolves are real. Okay. I'm drunk enough to believe this. I think Bears. that there are coordinations <laughs> between these these uh, these stories psychic bears. that make you think, oh shit, if it's psychic, you know, it's probably some sort of like 
psychic semi bear or what are they called? Multi bears? Multi bears? <laughs> I don't know what a multi bear is. I like it. Multi bear. Multi bears. Oh, like or like what? flesh bears. Or we gotta go back. What's a multi bear? Is that from? Wait, was that oh, that's from, from Gravity Falls. Yeah, I don't think it's from Gravity Falls. Oh my god. Oh, I know what that is. <laughs> Thank you. Oh shit, now I remember what a multi-bear is. That is not what I was thinking of. <laughs> gotcha. But some weird of <laughs> some sort of like in between canine or bear thing I could see. Okay. Um, or a bear hound. That was an actual creature from 3.5. Monster Manual 3. Look it up. Owlbear. <laughs> I'm going to say, my opinion is, I definitely believe in it because I saw it, but, like, there's no biological component to this whatsoever, and a majority of the stories are probably faked or somebody seeing a bear or some shit, and I will recognize that, especially since people are not taking pictures. Also, that one guy who said it was like a bear track, but with one fewer toe. That was a bear missing a toe. Fair. <laughs> Damn. I am going to give it a... Sp- like, I'm fully on board hey, well, with, like, ghosts and shit. No, he said it looked like a wider... A dog track, but wider. Looks like a bear. Sp- no, no, no. No. <laughs> no. A dog track looks different than a bear I track. You, you... I've uh, seen misappropriate. We have a knife again. Why are you taking the knife out of the sheet? That's a sharp knife. That can actually stab someone. We have a knife again. What are you doing with the knife? That's a real one. Put that one back. <laughs> what are you doing with the knife? I was playing with the sting because it's fake. <laughs> this is the podcast where we play with knives drunk. <laughs> hey, I played with a fake knife. <laughs> you, that, at some point, that I knife is gone. I put away out. the knife. I respect you all. Because I'm alive still. You don't re- you don't respect my right to knives, apparently. Well, it's just it's mixed with alcohol poorly. Yeah. Anyway. Mixed with alcohol Since I love ghosts and, like, spirit beings and stuff like that, there's probably, a, like, Kay is going to look at me, say some words or whatever, but, like... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> some words. <laughs> Um, I, Sorry, I'll be nice. I'm like that into on the chair. not like multiverse stuff, but like I believe that there's layers of existence, spiritual, etc. And if the dog man is real, which I do believe it is, it's not a physical thing. A lot of the encounters evolve in like an emotional manipulation to a degree, be it like abject fear, which is also understandable, or weird calm. And so, like, there's a spiritual thing to it where maybe it doesn't take up mass, but it kind of half does because it leaves behind prints and stuff, but no body, no damage, maybe claws, marks, and things. And I'm going to, like, say also, I think Bigfoot would fall into that category. If Bigfoot exists, it's not a biological thing. I think it's a spiritual thing. And so that's my opinion on the dog, man. See, I'm drunk enough to believe that maybe... Maybe all the things I read in Werewolf the Apocalypse aren't bullshit... Because like the this sounds like the the sort of manipulation of, of the veil, as it were, over supernatural things where people are tend to disbelieve or only see like oh, broken like, bits and images, like Percy Jackson. Percy oh, like Jackson. In Percy Jackson. <laughs> you know, they got that. Uh, like, like, like it's a common trope. Yeah, like, yeah. tropes are, but books. like tropes <laughs> and stereotypes out. are born from some, are often born from some real thing, mm-hmm. and then overblown or projected onto multiple things. By other things, the, co- the concept Jordan from the, the concept of on. another world um, is literally older than fiction. <laughs> oh, well, well, I wish you hadn't drowned out the part after I'm not racist. I know what to edit. Yeah, I love you. I love older you too. Older than history. There we go. Oh. Okay, pups yeah. on the bear train. It's a bear. 
Do bears live in Wisconsin? I don't know. I've never tracked them. Yeah. Like you live here. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I don't know. I don't go out in the woods Fuck looking that. for bears. I feel like you... Do I live in no, Madison. Bears live in your yeah, state. Why? They don't come in. It's I, think, I just feel like closest, it's useful information. The closest I've ever come to encountering dangerous wildlife is a deer. Uh, I've gone backpacking. Horses. Oh yeah. Uh, cr- horses are domesticated. Oh, full disclosure. So I went like last October. I went backpacking in the Manistee River Trail. It was like a twenty-one mile thing. And when I got back, the first thing my boyfriend asked me was, did you go there to look for the dog man? <laughs> the answer... <laughs> may surprise you. It may surprise you. Or the answer Or may not surprise you at all. Is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see it again. Hey, I know I haven't done the Beast Do of... Do you want to ask questions? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... I don't have questions. I just want to know your thoughts. What do you, what do you guys think of the story? I want to hear what I you're like about to say. I was going to say, if I haven't done the Beast of Bray Road episode yet, but we could just go there right now. Not right now. Tomorrow. <laughs> we could go there soon. Yeah. It's really drunk. I can't drive. <laughs> That's true. Can't I can drive. No. No, you can't. I'm the one who's closest. For the record, for the record, I was saying that purely in jest. I am in no way good to drive. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one who's closest to being able to drive. But I still <laughs> Even wait then I wouldn't so. trust you to drive. I right. still wait an hour or two. All right. Drink some we're on the date. We're on the some d- bread. The denouement now. The denouement. <laughs> Where's the denouement now? We're it's just like that. We're we're on the we hit the climax it's and now the we're on the, the it's the wrap up the end of the book. Yeah. Anybody have anything the they want to say? Now? Well, the denouement. <laughs> oh Sorry, I was waiting for a chance all episode to bust <laughs> this thing out. Did you use that on the word denouement? <laughs> Well, what else word. are you going to use it? Your ending. <laughs> it's the ending. It's near the ending. Linda Godfrey's a sexual powerhouse. Oh, wait. Say that again. <laughs> Linda Godfrey's a sexual powerhouse. Wait, 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 wait. Let's try that one more time. <laughs> right, here, I'll do it. I'll do okay, it. Okay, one second. Go. Linda Godfrey is a sexual <laughs> powerhouse. <laughs> it interrupted you. All right. Let me know when you're ready, Okay. <laughs> Linda Godfrey is a sex. You gotta do it fast. You gotta do it faster. Okay, let me give me a signal for when you're actually fucking doing it. No, no, no. It's, you pause after the word Linda Godfrey, so it starts speaking. To a degree, I am cutting this okay. part out. Yeah. <laughs> but only because it's All like right. instructions. Linda Godfrey is a sexual. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? The let, let's go one more time. Let's go. Say it a little faster. Linda Godfrey is a sexual powerhouse. Linda Godfrey is a sexual power. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, I'll take that. it. Linda Godfrey is a sexual power. She's a sexual force. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Never mind. Okay. Just... Wait, wait. I, I want to do that in a monster truck voice. Okay, I do want to do it in a monster truck voice. You're not going to be able to get through it. Y'all. <laughs> Alright. Linda Godfrey. <laughs> is a sexual powerhouse. <laughs> wait, 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 one more time. <laughs> no, of the sexual powerhouse. <laughs> sexual powerhouse. Sexual powerhouse. Sexual powerhouse. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I, I've got. 
trying to get castrated. <laughs> yippee yo, yippee ki I'm not trying to get castrated. gremlin you dirty little gremlin i fucking suck your cage is gonna get tight later when you're listening to this <laughs> i mean yeah but it's gonna get soft again when i laugh do we have anything else to say do is we- your laugh muscles like anti-connected to your dick muscles my brain muscle makes both hard we need to actually explain what's happening uh this is a talking hamster toy Basically, this repeats back the last thing you said in a high And you ruins podcasts. <laughs> Improves. <laughs> it's actually a children's toy. Uh, you can also use it to scare your pets, which is really funny. Do you all have anything else about the dog man? You or do? irritate your partners. Or the podcast really toys. Do you all have any... <laughs> no. Do y'all feel like you have any dog man... This is perfectly consensual. Do you have any dog man information? Nuggy, nuggy, nuggy. In your heart, in your brain. I have never seen a dog man, but... Ow, my face! Your face is getting cut. Do you feel like we wrapped it up? Does anybody have any parting thoughts? No, no, no. I'm actually totally into this. So, okay, I, I think there is a serious, tangible connection between what you see in Werewolf the Apocalypse with the veil mm-hmm. and this telepathic link that some people, you know, talk about feeling calm or not going for cameras or the people that do have cameras get their shit stolen. The fact that, like, someone t- got their car broken into is either A, bullshit the most likely, but we're in the magical world of drunken whimsy. Yeah. So, in the magical world of drunken whimsy. Mm. Take, take a another shot. shot. <laughs> and the okay. magical world. Right. <laughs> who understands me? Who understands? Jameson. Jameson, you're the only one who understands me. Make vi- audio jokes, not visual jokes. <laughs> this is for us. This is for us. This, this is, is for us. us. Are you and Jameson, or am I involved? Uh, I'm cuddling a Jameson bottle once again, for the sake of comedy. And the best part about visual jokes in a podcast is that, like John Cena, you can't see me, but maybe you can hear the distortion of my hand doing the waving motion. I'm a good mic. It'll pick it up normally. Or maybe it'll pick it up with the distortion. (laughs) I hope. I hope so, too. Just just for a sense of whimsy. Like also, seriously, the ergonomics of this bottle are, like, genuinely astounding. Like, like, look at how perfectly this suits me from jawline up to, like, the side of my head. I like that. Like, it's just a very cuddleable bottle. Kay's over there playing Magic the Gathering against nobody. Yeah, I'm just goldfishing my deck. Did we he do plays it? with his deck because he can't play with himself. Did we do the myself. podcast? I think we're done with the podcast, right? No, no, I have no, nothing I else to say. Wait, you, say, you, say something. Oh, um, I really liked uh, your stories, and they were fun. I did like the story. Thank I you. believe you. Oh, thank you. I want to believe you. Thank you. I want to believe you. Whether or not anything supernatural actually happens, I do like stories about packs of werewolves playing pranks on people. 
That's my favorite one because they're just fucking around. I, I like the school one was the best. You just like they just go back. It's like a different world. These are yeah. fucking. They hear them all having guys. an argument in the back. It's just like this <laughs> <laughs> is deciding what to do about these fuckers. It's so these good. are Metis from Werewolf of the Apocalypse, living in the motherfucking woods and just fucking around with human society when they come in contact with it. I hope so. Like if it's not a. If, okay, actually, I never even entertained that. And thought. they understand what guns are, and that's why they ran away. Yeah, like or tried to attack the gun. If they've actually never explored that thought, like, what if werewolves are real? These are just werewolves. Like, do we believe in werewolves as a society yet? No. Well, I, that is society, of course. Do you, Do you think it? What do you think is more likely, werewolf or spiritual being? I neither. <laughs> Pick one. Wait, 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 wait. Spirit, uh, what kind? Do you, what do you mean by spiritual being? Like some sort of entity that has a corporeal, not a corporeal form, like an animal, but exists like in a spirit realm, can manifest really, and then go back to spirit realm. I'm gonna go with spiritual being, I guess, because that's less. It makes a little bit more sense to me. Okay. <laughs> I dig it. Are you on team werewolf, team biology, or team spiritual being? For crimson. He's too drunk to answer. No! (laughs) My boyfriend's a big enough of a dick to answer for me, apparently. Gears are turning. Wheels are turning. (laughs) I'm not sober either. (laughs) We're having fun at this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we do. Thank you very much for attending uh, this drunken session of the. What's the podcast name again? Foxo Esoterica. Foxo Esoterica. Yeah. Wait, let, let me say that in my, my announcement voice. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for attending this episode of Foxo Esoterica. This has been your guest, Crimson. And K. And Forsetti. Usually, uh, I do this accidentally, and everyone in the room is going to think I'm very rude when I do this. But I think I'm just going to make a tradition out of it, and I'm going to end the podcast with a hearty, FUCK YOU!